everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Sharing Sweat Equity, a business podcast hosted by your El Paso Hispanic Chamber and the Minority Women's Enterprise Diversity Center. Before we get started, a quick word about our sponsors. If you're looking for commercial real estate in El Paso, reach out to our friends at Epicenter, 915-532-3456. They have locations all over the Sun City. I would also like to thank Sun Carpets for sponsoring our podcast room. Now, let me introduce you to our moderator for our show, Mary Helen Aldis, Project Director for the Women's Business Border Center. Hello, everyone. This is Mary Helen, the Program Director for the Women's Business Border Center that is operated by the El Paso Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And thank you for listening to us today. And I'm really excited to have our special guest that we're having and featuring today, which is Crystal Koloa the owner from Extreme Core Fitness. And I've had the pleasure of knowing Crystal and her story. So you're in for a treat today because Crystal has a great story and that she's going to share with us and how she got started in her business and where it's taken her so far. So Crystal, share with us a little bit more about your journey and what made you want to start your business. Awesome. Well, it's a real pleasure to be here. Mary Helen, I always love talking with you and sharing all the wonderful stories we've had over this, this long journey because it's been, you know, some people say seven years already. I opened in 2015 and they're like, man, that flew. And I'm like, no, I felt every second of every minute. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, it's been a journey, but it's been one that I will never, ever regret. I have learned and grown and just the strength that has come from it and the ability to show my child, you know, you can do anything you want as long as you put your mind to it and you work mm-hmm. your butt off. And that last part is uh, a lot. You have to work, yeah. you know. But perseverance and resilience are, are very important. And I'm just so fortunate to be where I'm at. And I just love it. I love my gym. I love the kitchen. I love being able to feed people uh, healthy food. Um, it's just such an honor to be in the position. Yeah. I'm in. So take us back uh, seven years ago in 2015. I remember your story. You started from the garage from your home. That's right. So tell us how that started. How did you start having classes in your garage? So I was a high school teacher, and um, I just I wasn't happy doing that. I knew I wanted to do more, but I really didn't know what. And so, you know, I prayed a lot about it, and um, it just you know life kind of throws things at you. So I was going through a divorce and it was very painful for me and I was worried about my mental health because I was getting very depressed. And a friend of mine said, let's go to the gym, let's go do a group fitness class. And I thought, there's these windows, you can see it, everybody, look, I don't want to look dumb. <laughs> She's like, just try it. I said, fine. So I went to the gym and I did the class and I loved it because I thought, dang, I don't need to go in there and what machine do I use or, you know, be so lost in the gym. But in the class, you know, you're with other people and the instructor guides the class and you get a full body workout. I was like, this is fantastic. So I started going. I was 60 pounds overweight because I had had my son. He wasn't a baby. He was four years old, but I never managed to take that weight off. And so I was in the back of the class huffing and puffing and the instructor goes, all right, class, we'll start counting when Crystal picks up her weights. And I look, everybody looked at me like, pick up your weight. And I'm like, how does she know my name? What? <laughs> but it pushed me and it motivated me. And, oh, I love her to death. We're still very good friends to this day. So pretty soon I was at the middle of the class. And then I was up at the front with her, dropped those 60 pounds and feeling fantastic. And then she up and leaves. And she she has her own business. And, you know, she, she didn't need, well, she was gone. So I looked for another instructor that would push me the way she did. 
and I couldn't find there were the excellent instructors, but none that had that extra mm-hmm. that she did, you know? So I thought, well, <laughs> what if I get certified and I can push people and help people the way she helped me? Wow. So that's where that started. I got certified and then the divorce was going through and I didn't want to lose my house. And I thought if I can make just a little bit extra money just to kind of cover everything, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. If I teach one class a week. Well, I started giving six classes a week. Wow. So I was like, all right, let's pay the car off. Let's pay all the credit cards off. And that was good. And then that's where I was like, what if I open my own gym? Imagine how many lives I can touch. So then I started saving. And I always say, you know, there was there were people that told me, you don't know anything about opening a gym. You don't know anything about a business. Gyms come up and down all the time. You don't know what you're doing. And and a part of that, yes, did make me, okay, well, then I'm going to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But now that I think about it, it was a bigger population of people telling me, you know, you can do this. I believe in you. And so I didn't want to let them down. So oh, that drove me, I think, more than the people that said, you can never do this. Mm. I think it was the people that said, I believe in you. That was like, okay, can't let him down. And then I had this little boy. He was um, he was five when I first started saving, you know, when I first went through the divorce. So I couldn't let him down. There's no way. Mm-hmm. So saved and saved. And that, that's when I met you, Miss Mary Helen. Mm-hmm. That's when I came to you. And mm-hmm. you helped me write out a business plan. And you showed me what goes on it. And we kept in touch over the years. And so I saved and saved. Every bank told me no, which... Fred Loya told me that that was going to happen in another funny story. Um, So I finally went to one last lending company and I said, uh, son, if they tell us no, we'll take the money we saved and we'll go to Paris. Well, they said yes. (laughs) So then it was dealing with contractors and getting the place up and running. And so 2015, I finally opened. And so that's what made you really take the leap of faith because you were able to acquire the capital that you needed to get you into your location. Right. So that is amazing. What, you know, what tips would you give to our listeners that have maybe going through that similar experiences in their lives? And, you know, we always hear about that every day, right? We always hear probably the negative part or, you know, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe this is not the right time. What would you recommend for other people that are are wanting to start a business and they're experiencing those challenges in their lives too? So if you're like me and you just started this without much knowledge about what you're doing, you know, so my degree is in biochemistry. I taught science. I'm good at that. But business, you know, it's not my forte. And so... If you, if you are in that situation where maybe you're, you're, you have, you have strengths in one area, but not in another, and that you kind of need those strengths, you better have a passion. You better love what you're doing and you better be so into providing that service and to be of service to help other people, because that's the only thing that's gotten me through all this. Mm -hmm. So I remember you know, going to these, uh, going to these banks and being so excited. And I'd get the, the bank person so excited and we're like, yeah, you're going to, you know, you're going to do this. And then they'd send it to underwriters and they'd come back and they'd call me almost in tears. Like, we're so sorry, but they said no, you know, mm-hmm. and it was over and over and over again. And I'm like, at that point though, I remember Mary Helen, I wanted this so badly. I would have sold my house. I would have donated a, or sold a kidney. I mean, I would have done anything because I knew this was going to work. I just knew it. I could feel it. And if you have that passion, if you just feel it, then fight for it. Then Mm -hmm. do everything you possibly Don't tell your house because that would have been bad. (laughs) (laughs) But find a way. Always find a way. And God will always provide a way. There there Mm -hmm. will always be a way. But you have to be willing to work for it. And you have to be willing to be resourceful and resilient and find it. 
And, and of course, nobody likes rejection, right? And, you know, nobody likes to be told no, but it is a, a definitely a, a dedicated person and committed and that they're passionate to make it happen and make it work. Um, and yes, we did have the opportunity to work together and connect you to resources. And El Paso is very unique. We have amazing resources for business owners. And the beauty behind it is that the Hispanic Chamber has some great programs as well. And I'm so happy and that you were gracious enough to even volunteer your time now that we're fast forward you know you've been in business you're going through a very troubled time through covid um, but she still volunteers through our as a volunteer through our advisory council and i appreciate it very much because it takes a village doesn't it <laughs> it, does. it takes a village to be successful and so how do you, you know, we always hear about the challenge of time, right? You know, I don't have time. And I'm, and in your industry, I'm pretty sure you hear that with your clients, right? Yeah. I don't have time to squeeze in that workout, right? But you as a business owner, you're a mother, you have your son that looks, you know, that needs you. You have your family, your friends, and you still give back, you know, to our Women's Center, to our chamber, and to UTEP for the students. How do you make that time? And how would you recommend for other working professionals and business owners to make the time? Well, let me let me go into a little bit about how important it is to do to have those networking connections and to make the time um, because you have to you you just have to. And so I love this story. This is a story I wanted to share with you. I uh, had the gym open, and you know I was being pulled to the gym. I needed to be there more, but I was still teaching because that was my solid income and my insurance, right? So they wanted me to do more tutoring and more things after school, but I couldn't. And so I was at a crossroads and I thought, what am I going to do? I'm either going to lose my gym and, and sell it or close it or I figure something out to do with it and and dedicate myself to teaching because they need I need more time there. Um, but I knew that wasn't my, I love the kids. I mean, I'm a teacher at heart, you know, you, I, I'd love to teach, but I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted more. So it was either leave your job that's secure and health insurance and, you know, and leave all that and just take that leap and completely dive into my business. So obviously I chose the latter and, uh, and it was tough. And I thought the gym isn't making enough to sustain. I'm going to have to open a kitchen. So I go and pull my retirement to open a kitchen. So I opened this kitchen and everything was going wrong at first, right? So the fridge was broken. So then I get a call from Ms. Mary Helen. Uh, Crystal, we're opening, we just got the grant, I think, to open this place up, to open the Women's Border Center, Business Border Center. And you said, they're gonna, they're gonna have this ceremony, I want you there. I was in a horrible mood because my fridge had just broken. I didn't know how I was gonna afford to get a new one. I, I didn't have time, I had all these things going on, but Ms. Mary Helen has always been there for me. So I said, she asked me to go, I'm gonna go. So I go, horrible mood, right? You shouldn't go anywhere when you're in a bad <laughs> mood, but I went. So I'm sitting there and I'm like <clears throat> puffing and puffing. They're doing all the celebration and everything. Well, a new station was there at Channel 7. And so Mary Helen comes to me and she goes, they want to interview you because you're a business that, you know, has been helped through us and they want to interview you. I said, Miss Mary Helen, not today. <laughs> it's a bad day. I, my fridge is broken. And you, I remember you grabbing me on the shoulders almost and looking at me straight in the eye and said, you're going to do this interview. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay, let me tell you, I get chills. So I do this interview, right? Well, <laughs> when I'm trying to get the license, the final license for the kitchen to finally open, I have to call the, the county so that they can go inspect it. And you know, sometimes inspectors aren't 
always that nice because they have to, you know, do their job. They, so she sounded kind of not very nice at first, but she remembered my name. She saw that interview <laughs> on Channel 7 that I did the day I didn't want to. And so it just, she heard my story and it just made her a lot nicer to me, I guess, or just more like, okay, we're going to help you, you know, because I would call her and say, I don't want to fail this inspection. I need to pass it because I can't afford to pay for another inspection. So please let me know exactly what I need so I can make sure to get it done. So she was so helpful. Wow. But I think a big part of that was because she heard my story because you made me do that interview. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, it's prime television, right? you got to maximize those opportunities. <laughs> so it always comes around. It always, everything you put in, you'll get. And remember, bad or good. So be careful. Always try to put in good. <laughs> but those networking connections and those people that you meet and these opportunities, don't say no to them ever. You know, even if you're having a bad day, even if you don't have time for it, make time because those opportunities, you'll never know where it's going to lead. And I mean, I have the other huge story about that. You know, there's just always good that comes from when you put good in so mm -hmm. just always make time for those things no and and you've always um always offered and said mary helen what do you need put yes. me to work so yes. we appreciate it and i'm so glad that that inspector was watching that tv <laughs> right? station at that time um but i'm glad that you took advantage of that opportunity because it just you have to be at the right place right time right sometimes yes. um and thank you for sharing those best business practices and know that our resources um listeners are here and available for anyone in the community community that needs help in starting and growing their business, call our Hispanic Chamber and we'll help you. But we really want to excite our listeners about what's coming up. After two years, um, we are coming back in person for our signature event and it's coming up June 23rd and it's called Dancing Backwards in High Heels. And as a women in business, it's really hard, you know, to juggle everything and balance it all. And I'm really happy to announce to our listeners that Crystal will be a part of our story and Thrive business panel, along with other women business owners that are sharing their story. So if you're listening, there's still time to buy tickets, purchase a sponsorship. And I think that it will tie into what we want to share, the importance of making the time and being back in person in these events um, and why it's beneficial to participate. So with that, um, Crystal, would you mind sharing with the My next listeners? Yeah, your next story. Okay. So this Mary Helen here, you have no idea how much of a guardian angel she is for me. I, uh, these events are amazing and they're amazing, even without this story, they're amazing. Just listening to the panelists, listening to their stories and how they've struggled and let them inspire you. If you're struggling or you have this idea for business, but you're scared, you know, then you'll always have a, what if, what if I would have done that? You know, you're going to be 80 years old and think, man, I should have, and oh, that would, that I didn't want to be in those shoes, you know, but these, these conferences are just so well put together i mean you guys do just a fantastic job at this it's it's incredible but my story is so right before we went um we locked down we had our last mm -hmm. conference because right, right after the conference it locked down everything locked down right mm -hmm. the citywide shut down so when i had okay so i opened the gym 2015 2019 i opened the kitchen well i my kitchen's a little different because they're meal preps but they're all vacuum sealed individually so one day I'm taking my son to a birthday party and I see a, an El Paso Times newspa newspaper dispenser and I thought, man, I wish I could get my meals more accessible to people. And I thought, duh, a vending machine. I can put those because of the way they're sealed instead of potato chips, they can get salmon and sweet potatoes and actually, you know, feel their bodies instead of stuff it with junk. So I, 
I don't remember how I told you that I wanted to do this, but I told you I wanted to do this. So I show up to this, this conference, right? And I'm all excited and everything. And I go and there's a panelist and there's three women. One of them owns a vending machine company out of Florida. Beautiful lady, Miss um, Michelle Lee. And the, the company is um, Optimal Station. And so I'm listening to her and I'm like, no way she owns a vending machine company. So after the panel was finished, um, I stalked her a little bit to see where, where, what exit she was going to go out of to make sure I make my way and introduce myself. Well, luckily she's six one. And I know you can't see me, but I'm 5'11". <laughs> I'm ginormous. Without so, heels. Without, <laughs> um, yeah, flat. So went up to her and right away that was our opening or that was my, my in, you know, hey, we're both beautiful and tall and we're going to rule the world, right? <laughs> and so she was super sweet. I told her my idea. She was like, that is excellent. It's an excellent idea. We exchanged contact information. We became friends on Facebook. Um, okay, so fast forward, the pandemic shuts us all down. The conference was in May, May or June? Uh, May, June. Um, August, she messages me and she says, Crystal, we're trying to increase our LinkedIn following. Um, can you like and share us? Uh, so we can increase that. I said, sure. So I'm thinking I'm, you know, helping her <laughs> by sharing and, and commenting and trying to, trying to boost their LinkedIn following. And I guess about a month later, she calls me and she says, you won. And I was like, what do you mean I won? She's like, well, when you shared it, it put you into a contest and you won a vending machine. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, I got chills. I was like, how? Because I couldn't get that idea off the ground. Um, and so it was kind of just in the back burner and like just, uh, I have lots of ideas in the back burner, but that was one of them, right? And so she said, yeah. And I thought, well, Michelle, thank you so much, but I need something that's going to be refrigerated. Can I, can you like give me a few months to save up so that I can pay and upgrade it? She's like, nope, you're getting a refrigerated one. I was, wow. Wow, exactly. Mm -hmm. So she you know, I, I did have to pay for the shipping of it and the, the cost of branding it and the cost of um, flying one of their tech guys to come show me how to use it and stuff. Uh, but yeah, the vending machine wow. was free. So Fuelbox was born and um, Fuelbox is about to move to its next location because the one it's at is just kind of small and it's not getting enough traffic, but it's about to move to um, a retirement home with over 120 employees and it's 24 hours. Wow. So I think that's really going to help me Great. get that off the ground and then start putting fuel boxes all over town and all wonderful. over the state. And, you know, wow. small dreams here and there. <laughs> well, that's still wonderful though, but at least you could share the best practices that you did to make um, or to take advantage of those opportunities, right? right? Um, participating, looking at the lineup, um, seeing if it matched with what you were looking for and maybe taking that initiative to really go and be in front of them and have that introduction in person. Right. And that's why you, if you're a person, so you may not believe this, but I'm a bit of an introvert. <laughs> I'm not when I'm giving classes, uh, you know, as an instructor, that part of me, I don't know who's up there, but that's someone else takes that, takes over when I'm a, an instructor. But you have to let yourself be better all the time. And so if you're an introvert or you're very shy or you're going to have to get out of that because you're going to miss opportunities and then you're going to regret it later. And so, yes, it's hard. I would, you know, my, as a teacher, I would tell my kids the, the most amazing thing of the, about the human race is that we can change. Not many people do. Not many people want to, but we can. We're, we, we have the capacity to change. And so if you have that where I'm just really shy and I, well, 
it's only going to hinder you. And why would you want to hinder yourself? There's enough things that are going to hinder you. <laughs> Don't let you be someone that's going to hinder you. Exactly. And so if I had it, like if I would have been too shy and, and seen it, and, and it happens to me because I am, I can be shy. You know, I'm eight feet tall. I've always stood out and I've always tried not to stand out. And so if I hadn't gone to her, none of that would have happened. And so you have to take that chance. You have to break out of that shell and just go for it. What What's the worst thing that would have happened? She would have said, oh, okay, nice to meet you. And that's it. And you would have been like, oh, all right, thanks. You know, the worst thing that's going to happen is probably way worse in your head than what is ever actually going to happen. That is so true, right? <laughs> so make <laughs> those, so true. take those chances. And, you know, there's always networking opportunities, but it's always that, right? Mm-hmm. And be trying to get out of your comfort zone yes. and just I think what I'm hearing you say is just at least try yes. right I think that's what's key having to try it and, and see what results out of it yeah you might and, be surprised and <laughs> that comfort zone man let me tell you it's comfort it's it's a nice place to be but you're not going to grow you're mm-hmm. not going to be what you need to be if you stay in that comfort zone you have to do things that make you uncomfortable if you want to grow if you want to stay stagnant well be my guest but we as a community you know, we need those business ideas. My community needed my gym. They needed me to open that to, you know, I'm big on mental health and especially with all the events that have gone on lately. I mean, so much the event yesterday, um, COVID. Our mental health is so strained right now. And if we don't take care of it and the Hispanic population is so good about throwing mental health under the rug and we don't talk about it. We don't talk about seeing a therapist because that's kind of taboo. And why? Why would you help getting help and helping yourself? How is that a bad thing? I don't understand. And so I focus a lot on mental health at the gym. You know, I want these ladies to come in and be confident. I want them to look in the mirror and love who they see. And do you know how often that happens where I I ask them that and they don't? That is that is horrible. And I, I want to change that. And so I want to make sure we're talking about what's bothering us, what's hurting us. And the best um, antidepressant and the best anti-anxiety medication is exercise. Most definitely. So that's a big thing that I try to push. Oh, for sure. Um, and is there any other big best practices that you would like to give to other professionals that are at these events? And how can they really just have it in them I guess what would be the the tricks of the trade so to speak on helping them overcome those fears and shyness um, because I think all of us have been at that point one time but what would you recommend to them to help them overcome that I think it's realizing you have to realize if I don't make this happen if I don't take the step and and break the shell then I'm never gonna I'm never gonna succeed I'm never gonna move forward and so at these events just you know, people are so friendly and they're so willing to help. And, and especially business owners, because we've been through so much and we've struggled so much that we want to help others. We want to help others um, have their dreams come true and, and push for it. So definitely get out there, get out of your shell, ask questions, um, always ask questions. That's something, again, you're shy and you just, you don't want to ask. Oh, no, 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 please always ask questions, always. Um, and look for ways, look, be resourceful, figure it out. You know, Brendan, my son says that's what's gonna go on my gravestone, figure it out. Because that's what I'm always telling him. Because you, and teach your kids, you know, teach your kids to be resourceful. That's one of my best, I think, qualities is that 
I am so, and, and a part of it probably is the teaching. You know, I taught for 11 years and that taught me a lot, but one of the things is to be resourceful. If you don't have it, you find a way. And I think it's important for people to know that they do have resources in their community that can help them. Um, the Hispanic Chamber does have authority to help businesses out of this, you know, inside of the state of Texas, women entrepreneurs throughout the country. So if our listeners know someone that aren't in El Paso, we are still happy to help them and help them connect the dots in business. And I think yes. what you had just shared earlier, you know, your forte, you were an educator, you have your, you know, different degree and businesses, sometimes it could be overwhelming with all these different yeah, requirements very. and everything. Um, and then, you know, what else would you like to recommend to our business owners that, you know, COVID was a very challenging time, and it still is. We're still in it. Mm -hmm. um, your gym, your beautiful gym is in Horizon, yes. you know, Horizon, Texas, so our listeners can know that she's out there. Um, let us know on how you were able to manage, you know, the shutdown. And like you said, our last signature event was right before our last citywide shutdown. What had helped you to, you know, at least try to recover through those times. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things, again, I'm going to preach again on being resourceful. There's a lot out there to help you. You just have to look for it. And so luckily, I was very blessed by you and the Hispanic Chamber because you guys were on it, man. You guys were finding grants, looking for grants, letting us know, hey, this grant's available, apply for it. This grant's available, apply for it. So funny story, right? Uh, recently, <laughs> I get this email that I got a grant and it looked a little fishy. So I, I emailed... Miss Mary Helen, I said, Mary Helen, is this uh, is this fake or is this real? You know, and then you emailed me back, and she's like, "We're looking into it, but did you apply for it?" I'm like, I applied for everything. I have no idea. I applied everything I would see. Um, and there's so many resources out there. HelloAlice.com is a wonderful resource. You know, the Hispanic Chamber they have so many resources, and so I just applied for everything. And if you need help with like you don't, maybe you don't write very well and you just, then reach out. Don't be scared to not ask for help. People don't, and I, I really am bad at that. I don't like asking for help, but I've had to learn. You have to ask for help if you, it takes a village. And so ask for help and find resources and find, so those grants are the only thing that got me through that pandemic because I lost 70% of my members. I mean, they just, some of them lost their jobs and they couldn't. Some of them were just too scared. And then, you know, they just didn't want to be paying while they were staying at home and not using it, which is understandable. So I lost a lot of people. And, and the only way I stayed open was the kitchen helped. And then, you know, these grants to sustain me, but it was. And also I think what's key to get you the supplies that you were needing, because yes. I know you have your fogger, yes. um, you have your sanitizing uh, materials to help your, your customers feel safe feel while safe. they're working out. And so that's so important. And just know that our, everything that is produced through the Hispanic Chamber is done through our production team. Um, they really do a good effort in compiling these infographics that will definitely be helpful for business owners. And so as you have questions about recovery programs, if they're out there, or grants, please feel free to let us know. We'll be happy to make sure and assure that they are a credible source yes. and a credible application. Um, and so in closing, I just would like for you to share, you know, what are the key takeaways for our listeners today? I think the main thing is be passionate, um, have whatever business you want to open. As long as you're passionate about it and you believe in it and you believe in yourself and how do you believe in yourself? Well, you have to prove to yourself that you be hardworking, show up on time, do the work. 
you know, all those things matter and they matter to you. You know, if you feel worthless or you feel like you just, you can't do it, well, prove yourself wrong. Show that you're worth something, but you have to put in the work and it's a lot of work and don't be scared of work. Enjoy the work. Um, be of service. That is huge. Don't just do it for the money. Don't just do it for selfish reasons. Do it because you have a passion of helping people and wanting to make this world a better place because that will come back tenfold, I promise. Um, be resilient. When life knocks you down, don't give up. I couldn't give up. I have a little boy looking at me. There's no way I could give up. So every time I, I got real close and I would, you know, fetal position crying at night, but I'd wake up in the morning and I'd go back to the gym and I'd do it again and I'd try and just don't give up. So resilience, resourcefulness, this I've mentioned several times, there is so much help out there. So don't just wait for it to come. I mean, luckily sometimes things do come, but go out there and try and find it and look for ways that are gonna help you. And finally, um, find a mentor. So I just recently bought into a, mentor a mentorship program that's specifically for gyms and specifically to help you scale up. And so the tricks of the trade, you know, they're out there. So find someone that can teach them to you and learn them and learn as much as you can. Always be learning, never settle for who you are. Oh, I know so much. I promise you, you don't. <laughs> keep learning. Always, always keep learning. And just have that passion and help people and you're going to be wonderful. You're going to be great. Awesome, Crystal. Well, thank you so much for being with us. And listeners, just know uh, we'll have more women entrepreneurs and Crystal to share more of their story on June 23rd. Save the date. It's Thursday. It is all day. There's all day passes, but you're in for a treat. It does come with our opening breakfast um, that we're featuring our assistant administrator that is coming in from all the way from Washington, D.C. This is her first time in El Paso. She oversees a nationwide network of women business centers of a total of 140 wow. under her leadership and they're continually growing. So there is a dedicated focus with our administration in supporting women entrepreneurs throughout our country. Uh, we also have women that are building El Paso, women changing the face of business banking, women um, entrepreneurs that are striving and thriving in business and we'll end it with our closing reception with our MBDA business center recognizing minority firms um, for their efforts in business. Um, I would like all of our listeners for your time, your attention and listening to us in our podcast. We hope you save the day on June 23rd because not just learning, we like to have fun at the Hispanic Chamber. Yeah, blast. <laughs> I mean, I love these events. They're awesome. I'm really happy to announce announce we have our beauty corner sponsored by foliage um, she does have some Aveda samples that she'll be giving our guests attendees and also they'll be doing some pampering in our beauty corner and some styling we do have Dior that has committed with their makeup touch-ups so awesome. they'll be doing that and you'll be walking away with a free headshot which is awesome a nice goodie bag filled with nice promotional items all those are always very nice Right, mm -hmm. and then we also have pop, a pop-up uh, booth from Kendra Scott. They're gonna have their specialty items there, so definitely bring your checkbooks awesome. <laughs> or your cards, because yes. I'm pretty sure they'll take some cards, mm -hmm. and get to meet Crystal in person. So thank you listeners, and we hope you enjoy our podcast, and we look forward to um, having you join us on our next one. So yeah. thank you. Thank you, can't wait to see y'all at, at the Dancing Backwards and High Heels bit. Okay.